Calgary football fans. This is your quarterback, the Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. Hey, 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 wrong mic. There is this guy. It's twice now. Start the song over. <laughs> yeah, start the whole thing over again. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, man, I'm, I'm going through notes, and I'm just trying to think of what to talk about, and I really couldn't come up with anything to talk about. So if you guys have any ideas, we'll just jump right into Well, we it. were talking about it off the air. <laughs> These new rules in the NFL. Oh, man. Whether you, were not, you were not a fan of the whether it's, Well, whether it's rough in the passer or it's leading with your helmet, it is a straight-up disaster right now. Man, well, the funny thing about it, so I, I, didn't, I didn't even see it originally. My brother calls me about 30 minutes ago, maybe an hour ago. I'm heading to a massage, and he's like, he's like, dude, did you see the hit on, on, on the, in the Vikings game yesterday? And I was like, no. And he's like, they called roughing the passer. And I was like, well, he must have led with his head. And he goes, nope. And I was like, he must have... Body slammed to the ground or something. He's like, nope. I was like, well, I mean, did he hit him that much later after he threw the ball? He said he hadn't even thrown the ball, ha- hasn't even thrown the ball yet. And I was like, how did you get roughing the passer without, without the quarterback throwing the ball or a guy leading with his head? And he's like, exactly. So he, he sends me the video. I watch it, and I was just in disbelief. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the guy, he does a bad play action, turns around, right, and turns around. The Viking defender goes shoulder to shoulder. You know, hits him. They both fall to the ground. Gets on top of him. Gets up. Boom! Flag comes out. If you haven't seen the video, real quick, just Google Vikings roughing the passer, and it'll trust me, it'll come up because it's a topic of discussion right now. Um, my opinion is it's because it's preseason and it's a new rule, and they want to implement it. I mean, CFL does the same thing. If, if, if there's a new pass interference rule, they really try to to harp. You know. Really try to harp down on it in the preseason in order to set the precedent kind of going into the actual regular season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one, I wouldn't watch that one. This one surprised me. But, Pat, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> it's it It looks like a regular sack to me. Like, it, it looks like no, there, there's no there's no helmet-on-helmet contact. He didn't lead with his head. He wrapped up. Like, it's a good rugby tackle. Like, he, he wrapped up and brought him. It, it, it's, he didn't pile-drive him. No, no. It was just, it was a good, clean tackle, at least what we thought was a good, clean tackle. Now, I know they're trying to protect quarterbacks, but, and you're a quarterback. That's, and see, you that's, like it that's when one of those. I think I would have got up but, and been like, really? All right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's funny, too, because Dunnigan called you out on the broadcast. On Sunday, oh, for when what? you uh, when you slid and you got hit in the back there, remember that? I don't oh, know. Oh, and what, I uh, point I pointed the ref. Yeah, as soon as you pointed the ref, Dunnigan's like, "Is this guy serious?" Oh yeah, well, oh, yeah, I knew hilarious. it was. I, oh, yeah. I didn't see that part. I didn't see Dunnigan, but I yeah. slid, felt the hit, and like we always know where all the refs are supposed to be at. So I turned, looked at him, and I was like, "You <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. You threw it. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I think well, it's but one that's thing different though. Because uh, oh yeah, because you gave yourself up, but it was clearly late. You can't do yeah. that. You can't hit a guy who slides. But the the rule here is that it's roughing the passer because he landed on him with his full yeah. body weight. Yeah. That's that is legitimately. And he doesn't it, even land on him with his full body yeah. weight. I think it's one thing for Bo to come in here and say that shouldn't have been roughing the passer if it was a penalty called on the Stampeders against a team you're playing against. Right. But for you to come in here and say that shouldn't have been roughing the passer in another league. I think that 
says a little bit about where they're at and, oh, yeah. and maybe where they need to get to. Because, it, you know, there's one thing to set a precedent in the preseason, but then come the regular season, how are players supposed to know what they can and can't do? Man, I mean, <laughs> it's going to get to the point where they run up there and they try to push the quarterback down. Then they're going to say that you use your full strength to push the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, that was a full push. You need yeah. to so go less the than actual, 90%. So the actual rule reads, um, even if you get there within the one set that's allowed, you can't land on the quarterback with your full or most of your body weight. You have to wrap the quarterback up with your your arms, with the defensive player's arms, and take him to the ground without applying your full or most of your body weight. Which so I there's going to be like no sacks in the NFL this year. Dude's going to, the ref's going <laughs> to, sack's going to happen. The ref's going to be like, come here, step on the scale. Okay, it looks to me like you used about 60 to 70%. Yep, that's good sack. sack. Take oh, it up, 15. That's a good sack. Five years from now, you're just going to have a flag yeah. on, on either side, and they're going to have to pull the flag off you. Well, it's going to be like, uh, you remember the old laser tag? Like you had to hit like a certain spot. Yep. They're mm-hmm. going to have to come and like tap part of your hip. But if they do it too hard, it'll apply the force. Roughing the passer. No, it's roughing the passer. You slapped him too hard. Yeah, if, that's way too hard. if that's the case, J.J. Watt's going to have a tough year. And like, like guys like that are going to have a tough year because you're so used to to getting your full body weight on a quarterback. And, and you know, part of the – like, part of a sack is that you want to you wanna make sure that you send a message to the quarterback. Like, it's supposed to hurt. So, let me ask you this because this, this is where it gets interesting to me. So, DB versus D lineman. Okay? So, if Charles and Hughes – I'm standing straight up. And Charlton Hughes from five yards away runs full speed, lowers his shoulder, and puts me to the ground. Okay, and then Pat, you from five yards away, run full speed, put your shoulder to me. There's gonna be the if you watch the quarterback's body, there's a different force <laughs> I don't know. applied. Same upper body. You know so, what I mean though? You know, it looks, a little more it's gonna it's gonna be like, oh yeah, he really got smacked. And gonna be like, oh well, he didn't he didn't take him down that hard. Like, well, he's just a smaller guy. Yeah, it's true. It just creates a giant gray area, doesn't yeah, it? Absolutely. How do you know what the difference is between Charleston Hughes? And his 100 percent, and and you know yes. Brandon Smith, and and what he's gonna like, exactly. it's 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 tough to. That's a bizarre, bizarre rule. It's gonna it's gonna get. That was the most innocuous, one of the most innocuous quarterback well, sacks I've ever all seen. I know it's too. been the entire yeah. preseason. It's, it's, it's and even on like uh, the Aaron Rodgers like, rule, like punt returns and stuff, when guys are like leading with their head or whatever, it's like a basic football tackle, and they're getting flagged for it. I mean, hey, crazy. Man, you're taking football away from football. Sendejo said it best. Make football violent again. <laughs> and this is all coming it's from gonna, a quarterback, by the way. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, it's it's hard for me to watch. Like, I couldn't that quarter it let's put that quarterback, put that quarterback on the mic that got hit. <laughs> Tell me that you felt like you got roughed. Tell me that you felt that was a violent hit at all. I'm sure he got up and tapped the player in the head, like, thank you for not killing me. Because you could have. You came free and my back was turned. You yeah. Football is a me. violent sport. Football is a violent sport. <laughs> Charleston Hughes is going to drop down to free safety. You can play linebacker. Okay, while we're on the topic. Yeah, Will, while Will's we're been on the topic. That's the topic. <laughs> Will's been wanting no, to no, ask No, no, we're on this. the topic of quarterback sacks. I asked you last time yeah. if Charleston said anything to you, and you're like, no, man. I thought oh, he was going to say something. So he must have heard go. you. He must have heard yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, dude like, didn't let's stop go. Talking what, all what, game. Uh, what happened? Can you can you Because I believe the... Is, oh, is, I mean, it's everywhere. It's is everything. Safer, you safer radio? No, oh, no, never. <laughs> uh, the funny part is though is that you know he's it's clearly part of the game plan was because Willie Jefferson never talks. He's the kind of guy makes a play, celebrates his teammate, goes back to sideline. Even he was talking that game after plays that aren't even to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just hand the ball off, they run, wow, they come over uh, and talk to me. They're subscribers to the Bo Show. Yeah, for so sure. <laughs> 
So these two are, you know, trying to chirp in my ear the whole game. I'm, I'm kind of looking at them laughing. I'm like, guys, this isn't doing anything. I'm like, Charleston, you should know more than anybody. And all game, he's just chirping, talking, talking. He's like, I'm going to get another sack. I promise I'm getting another sack. Bo, I bet you throw another pick. And all of a sudden, the first touchdown came. The second touchdown came. He, he started talking a little bit less. And so after that second touchdown, you can kind of see on one of the um, the highlights. I, I go over there and I run into him, and I'm I'm what I said was nowhere near safe for radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was live mic, and basically, I don't think TSN used any of my live mic because I was cussing the entire game. So me and Charleston were getting after it. It was fun, but the the funny part about it is when that because they were chirp, the the rest were on Charleston the whole game. All right, back up, back away from him, back away from him. He's like. He's like, why y'all protecting the quarterback? We're just talking. Why y'all protecting them? And then I go over there and talk trash to him, and I've got my face in his face, and I'm, <laughs> I'm yelling, I'm spitting, and the refs aren't doing anything. <laughs> and he's like, why are y'all saying something to him? So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good yeah, time. Yeah, I can't imagine he was uh, very quiet on the strip sack. Oh, no. And, yeah, he got me on that one. If you would have told me going into Sunday's game that the Rough Riders would score one offensive touchdown in the game, <laughs> I would have told you you were crazy. What what happened Sunday, Bo? Man, uh, <laughs> that laugh. That's not a laughing Charleston, matter. That that's Charleston news, baby. Uh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you, if you break down like the last, like our our special teams coordinator broke down like the last two hundred, three hundred, four hundred games, something stupid, and he put in there if you score a special teams touchdown how often that team wins the game. It's 95% of the time. Wow. And we have other stats, too. We, we have the, the three main one, which is uh, turnover ratio, um, penalties, and, uh, oh, man, what's the third one? Can't think of it right now. But if you win all three of those, you win the game like 95% of the time. But so as soon as they scored a special team touchdown, and then you add my interception for a touchdown, Good luck winning that game. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, they didn't they didn't perform well on offense. They did it, it probably looks that way because no one has really driven the ball on our our defense all year and they were successfully moving the ball, but they kicked a lot of field goals. We outscored them on offense um by a lot. You know, we had more first downs, running, passing, we had more touchdowns. Um you throw four touchdowns. They have one offensive touchdown. So there are some anomalies in the game, which is that, the the two biggest ones you can right. have. Yeah, a block punt and a pick six. Pick it's six. Gonna, yeah, it's going to yeah. change things and swing it to the other yeah. team's side fairly easily. Right, right. so it's, as soon as you score a defense touchdown, you win the game. I think it's like 70% of the time. And then you, I mean, I threw a pick six last time against them and we and we smacked them. You know what I mean? Um, but you add the block punt for a touchdown and, and it's the other way. How much can special teams get the offense or defense going if, if they make a play? Oh, man, it's huge. I mean, uh, last time we played them, you know, even uh, in preseason, we played them. Terry Williams returned a touchdown in both of those games. Um, you know, so that's it's one of those where... That's a flag, by the way. <laughs> my phone's going off in the middle of the broadcast. Five uh, it's, it's Mike Riley, by the way. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what? The flag revolts. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's probably listening. Yeah, yeah. He's probably like, why aren't you talking about me yet? No. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's big because of, for one, just... Just field position. Just when we get the ball from one side of the field to the other side of the field, that special team's job is change field position. Um, but when you turn around and put seven points on the board and give the other team the offense the ball right back, it's I mean it's it's huge. Um, it's one of those that, like I said, it's it's so big that you win the game ninety five percent of the time if the special team scores. 
But anyways, um, where's your notepad, by the way? Do you, you want to just use this piece of paper and right write here. down some notes for the show? Or? It's right here. I got it. It's all up here. I've been thinking about it all day. I figured we were probably mostly going to talk about the game anyways. Um, but I do have a special. Uh, you've got, you've got some, a couple special guests I, coming up, right? I do have some special guests coming up. You want to take a break? Was that, is that who called in? One of them's on the line, yeah. One of yeah, them let's, on. uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back. All yeah. right, we'll take a quick break. and we come back, you've got a very, very couple special guests. Uh, and they're going to talk about what you want to hear about. So get your text line ready, 960-960. And uh, if you want to hear about the world of cheerleading, get ready to talk and uh, text in your questions, and you can ask them whatever you want to ask them. But you're listening to The Bow Show on Sports at 960 The Fan. The Bow Show for SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. From Tuscany to Deer Run. From Saddle Ridge to Cranston. From Kensington to Woodbine. And everywhere in between. Talking sports for Calgary. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is The Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960 The Fan. What if I left any Yo, you gotta figure out a different intro to your song to your uh, show. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you just like start talking. He's like, everybody's like, this is Pat Steimer. Welcome to. This. <laughs> He's like, you're just like, hey guys, what's up? All right, so uh, today, um, anyways, I have a, I have a special couple guests for you guys. Are they are they, are they both in? Yep, they're both in. So I have the uh, unique pleasure of hearing these two talk um, usually once a week while they're watching The Bachelor or The Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, and when you uh, give them both a glass of wine, some things can get pretty funny. So uh, we decided, why not come on? They're both cheerleaders. Uh, one is very near and dear to my heart. Not the other one isn't. She's a good friend. Um, <laughs> but one's my wife, so. <laughs> nice save. So Maddie and Maddie, say hello to the millions and millions of listeners. <laughs> hello, millions of listeners. <laughs> it is millions. Don't say it like that. Oh, I know. I know. You counted last night. Yeah. I was there. Counted them on each hand. All right, so I have one question, and I'm going to let these guys jump in some questions for you guys. So we're talking the world of cheerleading. I figured we bring on football players all the time. You guys were talking. Y'all were like, hey, we want to come on your show and talk some cheerleading. I said, why not? Let's do it. So um, so I don't. How, how, how do we distinguish the difference between you two right now? <laughs> like wife oh, Maddie and cheer Maddie? What do we say? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay, cheer what Maddie. for you? Cheer Maddie, I have a question for you. All right, what's up? Why is it that it seems like every game when we're on the 35-yard line and a timeout happens, you guys come and dance right where we're standing, and we have to move out of the way? Well, you guys are in the way on our field. Oh. <laughs> our field. <laughs> our we're field, their way. Bo. As soon as the timeout hits, it's their field, Bo. You're supposed to be briefed on this. Oh, man. That's Listen my to bad. your wife. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we uh, we block our dances according uh, to TV timeouts, and uh, unfortunately, it's just uh, bad luck. <laughs> what is and a, and a lot of panic. What is blocking? <laughs> so basically, when we do our field practices before every game, similar to like your guys's walkthrough, we plan out where each girl stands on a yard line, so that when fans are up way up in the stands it looks like a really nice evenly spaced pattern 
So one of the girls might be on like the 25 line and so on trickled out. And yeah, it's ultimately just that panic sets in when we see you guys standing there. <laughs> oh, so y'all can't just like move that down 10 yards. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'll, give, I'll give that feedback back but uh y'all take that one up with my coach <laughs> okay so i have a good story about these two because um before every game and it started on the away game because my wife comes on the games uh the, the road trips i when the national anthem ha- happens i go down to the side where, towards where she sits and blow her a kiss before the game um in the last couple games i started to notice that she hasn't been paying attention <laughs> You know, so I'm like walking over there and I kind of look at her and I go to blow her kiss. And I'm like, what is she looking at? And I look down and her and Maddie are over there just like sign language each other. And like, hey, that was a good job. Great dance. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, I'll have a good game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'll be, I'll be better, Bo. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You two have a unique relationship. Oh, yeah. Well, just so you guys good. know, Ellie's over here laughing now, too. There we go. All right, guys, I'll open the floor to y'all and y'all can. Okay. indulge in the world of cheerleading okay i've got a question for for both maddie's then uh okay, okay. other than other than the outriders who who are the best cheer team in the cfl who do you guys look at and say okay those guys are also really good oh they're all so different like Boo. no <laughs> has their own style so it's so hard to compare them what a what a, like, what a political man. answer good yeah, for you seriously all right so you. wife wife maddie give the real answer now because yes. she okay. has to be political so i have i've been going to all of the away games <laughs> this year so i've had the opportunity to actually see a lot of the cheer teams live in action and outriders are miles ahead of everyone that i've seen so far i always i know i know i'm so sweet but um i do i do love the edmonton cheer team their coach i know their coaches and they're great um just from my background i always kind of favor teams that have stunters as well just because i like that collegiate look but just to help everybody um, else stunters are the ones that get thrown in the air okay yes yep so the mix of boys and girls but along with the dance team i think that that really adds to the game day atmosphere but when it comes to um just crowd appeal i really think that the outriders take the cake all right i got a question for uh for maddie squared (laughs) there we go maddie squared (laughs) on on the flip side worst cheerleaders in the canadian football league Uh uh-oh that there are really... no bad cheerleaders. Oh, in come on. There's the political answer. Be honest. There's a political answer. Okay, okay now well, live, Maddie. Will... If you're not first, you're last. So... I will tell you the worst uniform will be there the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Their um, Catwoman jumpsuits. aren't They aren't great. <laughs> well, now they don't have a suit anymore. I'm going to tell Leslie Stewart you said that. Ooh. Well, okay. What do you guys think? Who do you think is the worst team? You don't have to be. I think they correct. probably judge it a little bit differently than you guys do. That's, that's, fine. that's fine. Let's hear it. It's, I mean, it's easy. It's, everything's Saskatchewan's the worst. So that that's not even. That's a good answer. Now, there's, I like there's, that. There's, in general. Yeah, there's no like answer, cheerleaders good team. Answer, doesn't matter. Anything Saskatchewan's the worst. What what's the uh, what's the road to the Canadian Football League for a cheerleader? How do you climb that's, the that's ranks and and get to professional football? Well. Like I said, each team kind of has their own style, so it definitely depends on which team you're trying out for. So for the Outriders, we're a predominantly a dance team, so we're kind of based on like what you'd see 
uh, with like the Denver Broncos or the Dallas Cowboys. We wear cowboy boots. We do kick lines. So obviously with that comes years of dance training. Most of the girls on our team were competitive dancers growing up and, uh, you know, went on to perform professionally in places like New York City or the Alberta Ballet. Um, but if you're going out for something like Edmonton, they have two teams. So they have a cheer team that like dances in the front and then they have the stunt team. So most of those cheerleaders are trying out based on stunting, which Maddie can probably speak more to. But I know for us, everyone comes with years and years, 10 plus years of dance experience. How yeah, we... and I think for, uh, I'll just touch on the stunt teams because I know a lot about the all-star cheer in, um, in Alberta, at least, and around Canada. So a lot of those stunters come from all-star cheer and most of them are still on all-star cheer teams that compete down in Florida every year. So that's where you get a lot of the stunters from. How do we, uh, how do we feel about the, uh, I don't know when the tradition started, but the, the travel thing for Labor Day, how do we feel about that? I'm so sad that they can't, they don't come down anymore. Honestly, it just came down to all differences in game day goals based on the clubs like you know and uh it wasn't any of our decisions we loved it it was a great team bonding trip for us and also it was a really cool bonding opportunity for Edmonton because we are kind of like a sister squad where we you know this is a tradition dating way back before my time on the team uh, that we got to kind of mix and mingle and we got to perform together at a halftime performance so we're really bummed out, and I know I've spoken to a couple of the Edmonton cheerleaders, and they're pretty sad too, but uh, it just didn't work out anymore. But apparently the fans are sad about it too. Uh, okay, so Bo-, Bo asked for questions on the text line as well. So here's one for both Maddies. Uh, in your experience, do cheerleaders trash talk the opposing team's cheerleaders? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How does that go in the CFL, Maddie? Oh, gosh. Well, I'd say throughout the season, I mean, I speak for, you know, being on the best team in the CFL. So we we feel like we're pretty much like we're we're comfortable and we're confident in our team. However, when it comes to a great cup game, uh, tension's running high. <laughs> um, I can tell a quick story just about high school cheer because there were a lot of things that went on in high school when it came to rivalries. Shocking. Um, <laughs> At cheer camp, <laughs> at cheer camp, our rival team was there. We were kind of the nice, goody good team. Um, when you think of like bring it on, we were that team. And <laughs> the other girls, they leave a pinata outside of my door, and it's full of candy. And we're like, oh, that's so nice of them. So we bring everybody else into into my room, and we open up the candy, we put some candy in our mouths, and we're like, why is it already wet? So the girls on the on University High School's cheer team, I'll call them out, they had unwrapped the candy, sucked on it, and then put it back in the wrappers and in the pinata. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was... Nothing uh, like that yeah. has happened to me. Okay, <laughs> I got one for you. I can't believe I'm about to say this on the radio, but uh, I just Googled best cheerleading movies. <laughs> Uh, okay. I've reached an, a new low here, but um, oh according to Ranker.com, here are the top 10 from 10 to 1. Sugar All and right. Spice. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Hellcats. Man of the House. Oh, my God. She's the Man. Bring It On Again. Fired Up. Bring It On. Fight <laughs> to the Finish. Bring It On. All or Nothing. 
Just all to bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. All right, we get to it. It. Bring it on. Yeah, we get it. Bring it on. We get it. Bring it on. Number one. So this what is, is what is the best? What is oh, the best? Man. Bring it on movie. I guess is the question. I love oh, the man. first one. The first one's great. My favorite cheer movie is Fired Up, though. I, that one's so funny. And they actually do some funny stunts. So right. as a cheerleader, it's funny to watch. But. All right. So anyways. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Derek. That was a, that was a great topic. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a good question. All right, well, uh, Cheer Matt, you have a challenge for you then, since the whole uh, Edmonton thing has gone awry as far as traveling the game. How do we get all the girls to agree to just come to the game Get a section. Wife Maddie will come sit with y'all and y'all cheer us of on. Of course. How do we oh, make yeah, that happen? Easy. We'll make it happen. Just have the Stampeders pay for a party bus to get everybody up there and they'll the be there. Party bus. Well, depending on how much a party bus is, I can take care of that. But <laughs> depends on uh Easy. I'll only pay the way back if y'all if we win. If not, bus is gone, you're gonna find a way bargain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm down. I'm sure I can rally up some troops. <laughs> I think right. it's a great idea, Bo. We're, there we we're, go. Uh, we're going in a bunch of different directions here, but last one from me, and this one's for, for Cheer Maddie. Uh, how like how different are your routines game to game? Like, How much do you guys talk about that? How different is it? Uh, and how do you decide what you're, what you're going to do? Oh, great question. Well, first of all, we, uh, we do learn in our training camp. Our training camp runs about two months long, and we learn about 15 to 20 routines each season and they're one minute and uh, so we kind of keep those in our memories throughout the season and it depends on you know the theme of the game because uh, with the stamps we do have themed games like rock and red and family game or you know whatever it is and so if it's say rock and red we do all rock songs um, for the Halloween game we did a thriller routine by Michael Jackson so it we kind of try to coincide with the game day operations staff to see kind of what they want and obviously if it's a you know like a playoff game or great cup we like to pick our best and strongest and most hard-hitting songs but we do practice twice a week normally and then if we have a game that weekend we have a field practice um, on the turf kind of similar to a walkthrough that will plan that out all right how about we get to the most important part of this whole topic Uh-oh. is what's coming up this weekend that everybody gets to look forward to where Ellie might even be joining for her first time. (laughs) My favorite game of the season. It's the Little Miss Outriders game. (laughs) Little Miss Outriders coming up this weekend. And you might see my daughter out there dancing, singing. So she has to go to the practice. She has to prove that she can handle it. And I was like, how do you prove you can stand in front of 25,000 people if there's not 25,000 people? Oh, she's going to rock it. Oh, I know she is. I think she'll be pretty good. She's dancing with her piano right now, so she's getting her practice in. Yeah. All right. Well, this was y'all's tryout. We're going to talk to uh, everybody. Fans, text in. Let us know what you think about Maddie and Maddie or Maddie Squared and help them come up with a name. They're trying to start a podcast and come up with a name. They haven't thought of one yet. Um, yeah, this is helpful. Well, last, last text yes. question. Is any, uh, any outrider scared of Quick Six? Oh, that is actually scary when it comes running at you. <laughs> I think everyone has somewhat of a fear of being plowed over by quick six, but we run out of the way really fast. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you girls so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, if the fans love it, we'll bring you all back next week. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Bo. All right. See y'all. All right. That was Maddie and Maddie. Maddie squared.
How are you feeling about what, what, what are you, what's your feel? Are they coming back next week? If you were if you were judge, jury, and executioner, they can come back if we don't talk cheerleading. <laughs> 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 I like it. I, I like him coming on because Maddie can talk some fantasy football. She can talk everything. I think we should probably talk some fantasy football here next because uh, it's coming up. I know your draft's coming up soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think they can definitely come back on. Seriously, I think we have to, we just have to put a, a glass of wine in their hand. I know text line says they should do a podcast together. They're the, going the bring it on was, podcast. The, the bring it on, the bring right? it on again. Easy, podcast. bring it on again. Derek, Derek's and again. Now I'm just gonna call you bring it on now, Derek. That's yeah. your that's your yeah, name. DJ bring it on, power man. play and bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I like DJ. That was power fun. Play better. Yep. There we go. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We're talking fantasy football. Text in nine six zero nine six zero. Let us know what you want to talk about. Ask me any questions about the game. Uh, anything coming up? Um, but real quick, also I want to hit throw for broke is coming up this weekend. Um, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, we are trying to raise $50 per yard that I throw for. Um, I am donating $10 a yard, so Calgary, it is up to you to come together with that last $40 a yard. Uh, we are going to go to allstarsforkids.ca slash throwforbroke if you want to join in. You basically just sign up, write your name, write what your pledge is, whether it's a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, if you're feeling so gracious. Um, Help us out. Let's try and get that so we can help out Big Brothers Big Sister with their biggest fundraiser of the entire year. You're listening to The Bow Show on Sports at 960 Defense. The Bow Show for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. Back to The Bow Show for SML Entertainment. One, two, three. On Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's talk some fantasy football. I have not been watching any NFL. Been a little busy. Neither. But I've got some drafts coming up. We have our draft coming up here on what? September, Next Wednesday. September 5th. Did you see who the no, new member Wednesdays. of our league is? Who the what? The new member of our league is? I have not. Brent Cron is uh, the 14th general manager in our league this year. Oh. Which I still don't know if I agree with. I don't know if I like it either. He's going to be disastrous. Pinder's the commissioner, and I trust I trust our commissioner. So this, if, if this may thinks... be mean, but who is that? Okay, <laughs> it's funny you say that. 9.00 career save percentage. Come on, don't percentage. make me look bad. Just tell me who it is. He's a former uh, first-round pick of the Flames. That's high? Mm. And uh, Not a hockey guy. Uh, that's why I'm not, I'm not surprised. He didn't have a, a lengthy NHL career. So, uh, again, not Ooh, a really. chirp, too. I like oh, it. yeah, yeah. No, I, I chirp him all the time, in fact. And we've got a whole catalog here. He did a thing with the Flames and Oilers alumni a couple weeks back in Red Deer. And this was the uh, conversation with Pat and myself. So, did any of the current and former NHLers know who you were? Or they're just like, who's this guy that they got off the street to play goal? Everybody, every, everybody knew who I was. Oh, I, I, uh, How could you forget a first round bust? Exactly. Oh, oh no! Just kicked his teeth in. No, they all scored on him. Will is savage. oh <laughs> those, man. Those two, there, there might not be one time in uh, the playoffs in the minor league or in the, in the American League. And I got a text message for the apology. You don't have to, you don't have to clarify in the American League. It's <laughs> the only place he played. <laughs> Like Will, Will and Kron are savage no, to one another. That is savage. That that group chat during our draft is is going to be something else. Oh, well, man. he's going to be there in person apparently. 
course you are. Are y'all doing in person? Food yeah. and booze. Okay, and yeah. So we that's what person. we did last year too. And man, I tell you what, you didn't show up in person though. No, I couldn't with ours. This year you're gonna show up. Uh, oh, got three drafts I hope so. that day. But yeah, the earlier in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this I'll, one's uh, six thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll and have you know that we're all doing it at again. We'll talk off the off the air. We'll talk about it. Oh, sure good call. Doing. Yeah, we, we don't <laughs> want hey, all the groupies coming. At six thirty on September fifth, we will yeah. be at this location. Everybody shows See up. See you there. Take Cooper Cup. <laughs> hey, all... remember when I took Cooper Cup last year? That might have been my That's yeah. why I the wish highlight was there. of my it season. Been awesome. We talked about there. it yesterday morning. Yeah, they were like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" They were like, "Because you named your team." Great cup or bust before the draft started. <laughs> everybody was and like, told Steinberg, everybody take who Cooper you're cup. picking. And my favorite part about that interview when you were on the morning show yesterday is when they, uh, then when you tripped your dad and you're like, yeah, my dad took him in the first round. And yeah. I looked at him, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> my dad's like, he's the kind of guy, man, that he is going to find his whole purpose of fantasy football is to find that one sleeper. He's like, he reads all the sleeper you know, blogs and, hey, this is a guy you want to take in the 15th, 16th round. Nobody's thinking of, but if this injury happens, this guy's going to be a beast. My dad takes him in the second or third round to try to jump ahead of everybody. So I'm like looking at his starting roster. I'm like, all right, you're, you're, you've got Devontae Freeman. You've got all these guys that aren't starting, but could possibly start an injury or something happen. He goes, oh, they'll be starting by the time playoffs come around. That's the only thing I need. Somehow he makes playoffs every year. I don't know how. <laughs> Here, here's a fantasy question for you. Who do you take with your first round pick? What position? Oh, man. Because uh, it used to be running back 100% of the yeah, time. It, you, to, for me, it depends. Uh, scoring system. If, is it, if it's... Uh, PPR? Yeah, PPR. Um, it's always tough because... it all it, And the amount of teams. You know, if you got 10, 12, 14. Because um, you know at the end of the... It's going to be really rough when it comes... To to me, I think quarterbacks I can go later, and I like to pick those. I I I do the typical, you know, take your star running backs, your star receivers, go quarterback later. But um, I don't know, man. I've I've been I've been getting beat by teams that take the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, guys. Same first first round. I'm like, what are you doing? And yep. then I see who I get beat by. So it's, you know what? I'm one of those guys, and I've had trouble the last two or three years. That you take one so, of the top quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm picking, let's say it's a 12-team league, and I'm picking top eight, mm-hmm. I'll probably still go running back. But if I've got a later first-round pick, yeah. th- that's where I grab one yeah. of the quarterbacks. one yeah. of Because I think there's a big drop from the top two down to everybody else. And another question for you, what about tight end? Tight end's a, a weird Man, one for me because, one for me. again, you've got two or three guys that are way better than everybody else, I'll and tell it's you hard what. to improve that position if you don't have one of them. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't mind giving away in this league because y'all, you guys know football well enough. Y'all, y'all are going to pick them anyways. But um, the new tight end for the uh, Packers? Jimmy Graham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm liking that. Yeah, he's going to put some numbers up, I think. I think so, man. I'm staying far really? away from Jimmy Graham. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Because I, I think he's lost a step. Um, we talk all the time about tight ends. Oh, Aaron Rodgers finally is a tight end, and they never do anything. I think it's going to be the exact same with Jimmy Graham. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I, Remember when he was supposed to be a superstar in Seattle? In Seattle? How'd no, that I, one I work out? That, I thought that was a terrible place for him. He's not a... 
block half the time, play action tight end. He is You're right. line He's... him up in a five receiver or a four receiver with a tight end set. Yeah, with, and, and with going, New Orleans, it was a perfect Yeah, I was going to say, right? going to Green Bay, it's very similar to what he was with Drew Brees and, and the Saints. But Absolutely. I still think he's lost a step because it's never easy at his age to ever get back to where you were after you tear your patella. It's funny. We yeah. talk about tight ends all the time, and, and there's always that, that great debate of how early do you take them. And, you know, once what I love is, okay, because there's, there's those – two or three that you, you put and you can have legitimate conversation about them being first or second round picks. Um, but after that, what I love is when the run starts. So once those guys go, you don't need to then take other guys at the position because there's that drop-off, right? Oh, and drop-off. I love it when you start seeing mid-range tight ends taken in the second or third round just because Gronk and, and Kelsey have gone, right? Yeah. So that, to me, is... That, that that's the, the biggest thing is where do you define that drop? Where's the ledge with tight ends? And are there, are there any, like, you know, is, is, is it just Kelsey? Do you put Gronk in that category anymore, knowing how injury-prone and inconsistent he's been? Where is that ledge with guys who can actually go in the first two rounds? I haven't defined it yet. It's, it's a really weird year for tight ends for so, me. So I need to bring my dad on at some point. By the way, his name's Mitch. We all call him. We all call him Mitch. Everybody has. So everybody, Mitch Mitchell. Um. But uh, this is where I kind of take his strategy. Tight ends is one of those positions I let people take Gronk and Kelsey because I think it's probably the most injured position in football in NFL. As far as they're the hardest guys for me to find consistently week to week. They tend to be moving guys around. Um, it's not the Todd Heap days, you know, where guys just played every game and you knew they were going to be there every game. You know, the Tony Gonzalez, Todd Heap, those guys. Even like, yeah, 10, 15 years ago, Jason yeah, Witten was automatic, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're just not there anymore. And what I, what I've, strategy I've taken is I try to get Kelsey's backup. I try to get Gronk's backup. Um, so, and so I have my other guys. Yeah. And I try to get, yeah, I try to get much higher up uh, in the draft pick. I try to get my other positions taken care of before tight end because there's a good, good chance you can get a guy like, you know, David Njoku, who's going to get a touchdown every three or four games yep. and, um, and serves you just fine. He's not going to have 100-yard games like Gronk is and Kelsey and all those guys. But um, I think every now and then you can find that tight end that can help you out. This is not what position I care about. My strategy the last few years just hasn't worked, quite honestly. Like, take well, quarterback. Derek, you shouldn't have 10 Dolphins on your team. That's yeah. not a that's You not shouldn't a good have strategy. any Dolphins on your team. Okay, so... <laughs> My hey, strategy his name's is Derek's being, Dolphins. You yeah. have to, has to <laughs> no, it's channel, channel Four News team. Um, yes. Take take Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, and then I've spent a lot of second round picks on Rob Gronkowski in the last few years, and it hasn't worked. I mean, yeah, when he's healthy, so. he's dominant. He's still money he's when he's as, healthy. He's as good as probably any wide receiver in the league. And the thing is, you only have one tight end on your team. So if you're cashing in for ten or fifteen points, twenty points from your tight end. You're yeah, laughing. Absolutely. But when he's injured, and then you go from having that that top-tier elite guy to not drafting a middle-of-the-pack guy because you can't draft two tight ends in the first five or six rounds, now you go from having a stud at that position to trying to pick up somebody off the waiver wire who's probably not going to get you five points. It's yeah. it. So I'm going to have to employ a new strategy this year. Fewer Dolphins. And probably more running backs and wide receivers that's in the first gr- couple that's rounds. That's a great GM move right there. Is realizing your mistake. Yeah, Dolphins. So where? So where? Like, have, <laughs> you love in? Tannehill, man. You you told me last year you thought Tannehill was in for a big year, and then he got hurt. So who's in that top group of tight ends? Gronk, 
Kelsey? Do we put Zach Ertz? Like, is he in I the elite group? I think you have to. I, just be, I love their offense. To me, it's, it's they have the the Winnipeg type offense. Like, they're always running trick plays and things like that. That these guys get the ball. You know what I mean? Like, they run so much play action, zone read, RPOs. They run so much of it. Tight ends are a huge part of that. Um, but I, to me, man, what I what I tend to find out is that in the goal line. The guy that's getting a touchdown on the one two yard line is either the running back or the backup tight end. Because the, the starting tight end always, you know, gains garner right. attention. But the backup tight end always sneaks out to the flat, you know, or the backside drag, and he's always getting touchdown and stealing from guys. And that's usually who I try to go after. What about Kyle Rudolph? Because that offense should be unbelievable in Minnesota. But the Vikings yeah. also have a lot of weapons on offense, so they're gonna have to spread it around. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm still on the fence of the uh, the Case Keenum Kirk Cousins swap. Really? As far, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how you have a guy that's so good at running your offense and takes your team to the next level, and you're like, yeah, but I think this other guy is ranked higher than him as far as potential. Fine, but how do you know he's going to be really good at your offense? How do you know he's going to do what Case Keenum just did? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say he has. In total, 100 yards less and two touchdowns less in Case Keenum. Are they over there kicking themselves because of what they just paid him? And Denver's over there laughing. Like that's a good, that's yep. a good quarterback, man. And, and Keenum's got some good weapons with the Broncos too. Yeah, he does. You don't get rid of a good quarterback. Will, am I missing anybody in that top tier tight end group? Like a lot of people are high on what's what his Jimmy? face in. Uh, you, well, where, Jimmy, where are you Graham? putting him at? See, I don't who's, know who's what's his face. Um, New York, uh, Ingram. Uh, a lot of people are really high on Ingram in year two. Uh, he had a really good year one. I think he ended up with five or six touchdowns when it was all said and done. And so, as a sophomore tight end, a lot of people excited about him. So I don't know. Like, is is the am I missing anybody in the top tier of tight ends? I, I don't think I am. Well, but Greg Olson is good, but I don't think he's top tier. Not anymore. The other guy too, but the, again, it's it's health for me. But when he's healthy, I still think Jordan Reed is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's never healthy, and you can't like to me. Is he um, still in Washington? Yeah, yeah. I can't, but I can't trust him every week. Cause... He's ranked 101st overall by by uh, by Yahoo. So he's he's into the triple digits. So I think that would make him about the eighth or ninth ranked tight end by Yahoo. Man, there's yeah, always I'll one surprise tight, tight end, tough, end though, right? Yeah, that's a tough position for me. Oh yeah, if you can early on, but then it's like everybody talks about him, then he's injured. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the most injured. Injured position in the NFL, like fantasy wise, like they don't. I mean, I mean, it's just so hard now. NFL, they the guy, they don't mess with injuries anymore. Like if your finger hurts, you're not playing. You know what I mean? Like so it's, true. It's just the truth. Like they just don't do it anymore. That's why they took a don't have the questionable anymore. It's like or yeah, they took out questionable as a status, right? It's like either probable or Doubtful. you're out. Doubtful. Yeah. yeah. So let's go position by position. Okay. Who's your first quarterback off the board? Rogers. First running back. That's Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon for me. Bell for sure. Or, or Gurley. Yeah, I just don't like all the attention with Le'Veon right now. Always seems to be something with him in the preseason. The only, the only, the only reason why I say every the only reason I say Le'Veon with a with a bullet is because like who else touches the ball thirty five times a game? Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like he's so valuable in both why? the pass and the run game that I, I think you have to take him. Let me ask you something though. This is a Le'Veon question. Why was Williams just as good? Because that offense, the way it's structured. So you were talking about handcuffs earlier. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell handcuffed this year might be the most popular pick in fantasy. I think it has been the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of guys took Williams early, but I think Williams got hurt, didn't he? 
And then they had the uh, the young kid from yeah, Jim, yeah. James Conner. Yeah. Um, but Le'Veon delivers and has ab- for the last. Absolutely. Absolutely. But let me, okay, let me ask you though. If Zeke's got the entire year, are you. No uh, suspension this year. Not yeah. touching Zeke because I think Dallas is going to struggle mightily. Yeah. They're going to stack the box and force Dak to beat him. And I don't, I don't trust the Dak Prescott to move the offense. For me, it's either Bell or Gurley. And what's really interesting is everybody has David Johnson ranked as a top three running back once again. And I, I just you don't made know. that mistake last year. Well, I mean, it was the right, wasn't even a mistake. It was really. the right yeah. pick, but then yeah, he went out for the year. I'm right there with you. I did the same thing. Early. But, but I, I'm, I'm nowhere near as confident in David Johnson coming off. Of, I think he's a beast. Just, just because I always worry about those injuries, and and I feel like I would you okay, Will? Would you be more confident going Zeke or Johnson? Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'd be more confident with Zeke. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I'm more confident with Zeke over Johnson. All right, wide receiver. Oh, by the Sonya way, un- underrated, very elite running back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's underrated anymore because of what he did last year. But I love Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they'll use him a ton this year. Oh yeah. But all right. So where's where's Saquon? Um, you, you know he's about to girly this thing the entire year. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's top, top ten. I think he's top ten. Everybody's he's, like, I want to pick him, so I'm not going to say. There's, there are, there are three, there are three <laughs> legitimate, like actual fantasy studs in that in that New York offense. When you look at Odell, you look at Saquon, and then you look at at Ingram. Like, and I know that Ingram may not be in the same category as those first two. Those are three guys that I think will will end up getting a lot of play. I'm, I'm not buying the I'm not buying the Giants hype train. No, no. I'm not. I know I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. I think the the they're going to be a playoff team and challenge for the NFC East is a little premature. But I do think that they're going to have a much more dangerous offense this year. What about a guy like Jay Ajayi? I mean, he was really good when he went to the Eagles <sighs> yeah, from the Dolphins. Would. They got a lot of weapons. You won't so choose anything is, is, to get a Dolphin. Yeah, is time there. Still He's there? not a Dolphin. He used to. Is Legarrette still there? He seems to change no, teams but, every uh, year. Sproles is. Sproles is, yeah. Third down and back. And so is uh, who that rookie last year who emerged late. Um, oh, I just think like the Eagles, if, as the defending champs, if they're good again and they're leading late in games, they're just going to keep feeding that guy the ball. Uh, yeah. Corey Clement That's who I'm thinking there of. Yeah. Yeah. Man, see, yeah, I, with quarterbacks, that's why it's so hard for me because I love going with guys like Carson Wentz, guys like that that are um, – you know, the mood around the pocket a little bit. I'm going to get a rushing touchdown every now and then from him. I love having that rushing touchdown element to it. That's the only thing for me. I tend to go running back, receiver, quarterback, third, and I try to get your Carson Wentz, somebody like that. Yep. Um, this year, I mean. What about Russell Wilson? Seahawks I, don't look as good as they've Russell's been. Russell's always been, probably almost always been my quarterback in fantasy football. And the last couple of years has obviously not been great. Um, but what about Baker? Love Baker, but I think Tyrod's got the job for a long time. Yeah, I would for he, a long time. No, 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 no. Over, like this long time season, this like season. this season. I like don't think Baker's going to be. No, I know. You really think that though? Yeah, I do. Oh man, I don't think so. <laughs> See, he would be. He would be. Look, I, I think a it's going to be. An, I think it's going to be impossible to avoid that urge, and the fans are going to be all over it. But I think Hugh Jackson's going to stick with Tyrod as long as he can. Where where would you take where would you take Baker? Like I, would, would, I wouldn't take him. I think he's a waiver pickup. He would he would be like the lat when you you filled out your roster. He'd be like, he'd he'd be be like, like my last pick. You can't pick him up on the waiver because he will be picked up. Well, you're going to draft him? No, I'm just saying I, I'm going like Deshaun <laughs> yes. Watson over Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker will get drafted a lot in leagues this year Ooh, unless unless what? you're like a, unless you're like in a, in a dynasty league what? or a keeper league. Look at the trend of the last couple of years. Deshaun Watson's a top ten pick for yeah, quarterbacks. The young quarterbacks have been taking over this league. Yep. Where did where did when did uh, Trubisky get his first start? I don't know. Not till like week fourteen. 
When did uh, Patrick Mahomes get the his Bears first? Bears are a bad football team. When did uh, Cleveland's a great football team? Absolutely the best. <laughs> when did uh, no? But that's did, my did, point. No, How did they start did... looking when Mitch played. They looked a lot better. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. <laughs> when did Patrick Mahomes get his first start? You late. still shouldn't. Late week seventeen. Yep. Where, where are you at with Andrew Luck? You, you touch Man. him with a ten foot pole? Not even touch so him. much talent. I, Can he stay I, healthy? He, is the question. He's a guy I'm picking as a backup. I'll take him as a backup quarterback just in case, you know, but it's man. When I, well, I watched his, like uh, his little TSN special they did with him. Yeah. Like he questioned whether or not he'd ever play football again. That tells yeah. me a lot about his arm. And I watched him throw the ball. And I'm like, there's no pop in that arm. He's like, he's looked very, terrible in the preseason. Very strength controlled throwing yeah. motion. So, so uh, Antonio Brown, is there any hands down. anybody diverting oh, from him close. as the number one receiver? Anybody want to? I don't think there's anybody, anybody that takes him over as the number one player no. because I think he's the safest player as far as points. He'll go number one in a lot of leagues and injury wise. I think and consistency, that's guy. absolutely. Yeah. He's just like he running, is, running back scare me more because that's the first time I've ever taken a running back over Antonio Brown as a first pick, and it bit me in the tail. Because right now Brown is in a category of his own at receiver. Like it's Antonio Brown, and then you've got a really good group of of other guys. Like you've got DeAndre, and you've got Odell. Like there's there's some really Julio. really Julio Jones. But I don't think anybody touches the consistency of Antonio Brown. For me, he's in a different class. I don't think you're taking DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham number one overall. You can't make that argument, but you can easily make the argument number one overall, regardless of position for Antonio Brown. That's why he's in a different world for me. Yep. Um, how did you end up doing the end of the season? Did, did you end up getting rid of Dave Johnson? Oh, I don't even remember. I, um, made, I made money on him. I think I ended up trading him. Yeah, I ended, I did. I traded him to DeForest. Yeah, and right before uh, he came back, I got I CJ. I got CJ in return for him. Somehow I was able to get CJ, and he saved my season from being a complete write-off to being in the playoff mix till the end. I ended up missing, but I was competitive right till the end. Yeah, I think that's that's to me that's the biggest thing about fantasy. It's I think we spend so much time on our draft. Um, you and your trade team away looks, half your team, your team looks, you cut another a, a fourth of it. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about being a GM after that draft. Oh, that's 100%. the most important thing. And, and that's where I've run into trouble. Like It's so busy for Pat and I during the hockey season. I just don't have as much time as yeah. I'd like to have to... Okay, who's who's injured on Sunday? Right. You've who got can I, who can I have, put a claim in yeah, for on the waiver wire? Yeah. I really agree with you. Like, that's... That's where you're going to win and lose games, and where you're going to either be in or out of the playoffs. Yep, the waiver wire pickups, man. The hardest, Especially those first three, four weeks. Hardest, so hardest waiver week, and I will never ever, uh, you'll never get me to to get away from this opinion. But the hardest waiver week for me is week one, a hundred percent, because you get these big performances, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be awesome, and then and never does anything your, again. Oh yeah, you drop your one player, like week one, oh, sixth maybe, round pick, yeah, yeah but maybe gone. he'll be the starter. Oh wait, he's not oh, yeah. the Baker's not the starter. You drop him, and then week two he's the starter, and he the goes first, off at three hundred and three. Well, remember, remember how first many first waiver week is so hard. Remember how many people went all in on D'Angelo Williams after his like that was yeah. everybody used all their waiver dollars on D'Angelo Williams, and and for good reason. But then he was almost persona non grata a few weeks later. You're like, yeah. and you've used all your waiver capital to bring a guy like that in just so that you might be able to get a good week or two out of him. Of course, last year I barely used it. 
I don't remember who I am. You got chirped for never using waivers, then he spends $81 on Tory Smith. Tory Smith, that's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I did it just because Pinder was ragging me all year long. I was like, when are you going to use your waiver budget? I'm okay, here, I'll put 80 bucks on Tory Smith just to, <laughs> just to piss And that's off. why he's not a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, played it. By that time, I was pretty sure I wasn't yeah. going to make it. So that's what I would say. My, my biggest fantasy advice is don't stress too much over the draft. Your draft picks are probably going to fall to you about who you should take. Um, that's one thing I've noticed. I, I, I have this list, and I'm like, these are the guys I'm taking. I'm taking Cooper in the third. I'm taking this in the fourth. I'm taking this in the fifth. And then it gets to me, and some other surprise pick happens, and there's people at the top oh, that yeah. shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? I'm like, that wait, why? Happens. Why are they there? You know what? No, I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking yep. with who I have. And he's the 20th guy on the list, and there's 19 guys above him. Most of the time, take the best player available. It's the truth. It's probably what you should do a majority of the time, but be smart. Do your homework. Like, don't just take the top player. Like, there's three or four guys that they're in the list. Find out which one of those guys you like the best, but they're up there for a reason. There's some people out there smarter than us predict who's going to be up yeah. there, but the truth is nobody knows. Nobody knows. Before, before we let you go, do you have to go? Nope. I mean, it's 412. We got to get your thoughts on this week's game. You're mm-hmm. going to host the Blue Bombers. We are. It's a short week for us. We uh, will have two days of practice instead of three. Um, and man, I think I think they've been you know one of the hotter teams in the league all year. As far as uh, you, if you look at stat wise, I don't know if y'all have one of those things here. Um, but you break down the league and by the teams and the stats of uh, turnover ratio, they're right there behind us. Um, you know, sacks. I think they're in first. Uh, turnovers. They're in first. They've just given up more than we have. Um, Points off turnovers, I think they're in first. Like they're, They've been a very good football team all year. And I know they had, they had some, obviously, things go on last week with Matt and whatnot, but yep. uh, he's not at home. You know, he's away, so we can kind of forget about those things, come out here and compete and play some football. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a tough, hard game. Uh, those, oh, for those people out there that don't know, it's family it's family day. Yeah, um, it's a 2 o'clock game, right? Yeah, so it's 1 or 2 o'clock. 1.30. 1.30. Yep. And the day before, they're going to have, uh, like, Paw Patrol – uh, like SpongeBob, people like that, all dressed up out there. So if you want to bring your kids out there, just look it up on the uh, Calgary St. Peter's website. My daughter and I will be out there because uh, she's a huge Paw Patrol fan. So she's going to be out there going nuts over it. But um, yeah, it's going to be a big game. Uh, I'll real quick plug Throw for Broke again. So also for kids.ca slash Throw for Broke. If you want to join in on my pledge to give back to the community, uh, to get the Big Brothers Big Sisters, to help out, to try to get mentors to these young children. Um, we're going for $50 a yard. I'm already donating $10 a yard for whatever I throw for. So go to the website, allstarsforkids.ca slash throw for broke and, uh, and give your pledge 25 cents, 50 cents a yard, whatever it can be, uh, whatever you can do to give, to help out. We're, we're going for 250,000 total, uh, with big brother, big sister. So 125 will be matched by Gary Nissen of Qualico. So, uh, please help out. There's only, it's only the entire month of August. So, uh, coming up here towards the end, we really need to start pushing that number up. Top City Hell, yeah. appreciate you guys. There you go. That's the Bo Show brought to you by SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. Five locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. He's Bo Levi Mitchell. He'll be back next Tuesday, 3 till 4 o'clock on Sportsnet 960. Will Nolte's got the three biggest stories of the day. Headlines around the corner. Big Show resumes next. Sportsnet 960, the fan.